Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Americans drink, on average, 400 million cups of coffee every day. It's what fuels the churning wheel of capitalism and keeps me from being sad and tired. As with a healthy cup of joe, I can find myself sad, tired, and jittery. America is by far the leader in downing mugs of brown bean go juice. But with the creation of international coffee giant Starbucks, the practice of drinking the beverage has spread across the world. And mugs in all kinds of different languages now proudly present Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee on their sides. One such country is the home of tea itself, mainland China, who is set to have over 6,000 Starbucks locations by the end of 2022 as the population develops an ever-growing caffeine addiction. Today's story is not about Starbucks, however, although they've done some shady stuff as well. But this episode is about a competitor that emerged in China under the name of Luckin' Coffee that looked as if they were going to topple the mermaid-clad coffee giant as the main seller of Frappuccinos in China. Frappa China. But after a report turned up detailing some shady practices at Luckin, the coffee company was about to go beans up. Join us as like a tech nerd, I keep reading this Java script all about the downfall of Luckin Coffee on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Take a shot every time uh, Kashan makes a coffee <coughs> pun. Jesus Christ. That was a good joke. Hey, brown bean go juice. Isn't that what the girls in two, cu- two girls, one cup drank? Oh, that's gross. That what's grosser is that you thought of that since I said that, and you were like, "This is what I'm. This is what I'm going to lead into the episode with." Absolutely. Is I'm going to make I'm going to make a shit joke up top. You know, the only can we can only go down from here. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. I, as my name title says right down there, am Kashan. And I'm Nina Kern. There we go. <laughs> I'm Nina Kern. I sounded like I wasn't sure what my name was. Yeah, you've had to change it a lot, right? Because of the, all the felonies you've committed. Yeah. All the affronts to men and God that you've committed throughout your life. Listen, they deserved it. So let's get on to Luckin' Coffee. Luckin' Coffee. We're enjoying a nice cup of joe. I am. Right now. Mine has coconut cream creamer. <laughs> And how is it? I Shockingly good. I had heard really bad things about this creamer, and it's better than I expected. Are you going to, like, r slash creamers? Like, where, where are you getting your creamer information? My friend Hadley. Oh, great. I yep. hope she's a reliable source. Well, she's unreliable on the coconut cream creamer. Because yeah, it's pretty decent. Uh, I like it. So, Luckin' Coffee was incorporated in 2017, founded by an auto executive who worked in the rideshare business, Jenny Kian. I bet her real name isn't Jen. I don't know, because she had two names that were definitely not Jenny. It was like Jenny, I forget her middle name. It was like Gia, like Z-H-I-A. It's something like that. And then Keon. Um, she noticed that rideshare drivers were staying up later and drinking more coffee than ever to stay awake uh, driving during the evening. 
She noticed the disparity between the coffee consumption in other countries and in China. China only drinks 6.2 cups per annum per capita. So the average person drinks 6.2 cups a year. That is not a lot of coffee. It looks like you need some more. Yeah, I know. I started yawning as soon as I said that. <laughs> America, what did I what was the number? America drinks 400 million cups of coffee a day. In China, the average person drinks 6.2 a year. So, Sam, what would happen if we ran out of coffee? Um, even more war and murder than goes on right now, probably. People used to go to war over salt. I really do think that we could go to war over coffee. I mean, we go to war over money, which is a paper, right? People used to get paid in salt. That's why it's called a salary. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Fun fact. Fun Facts with Kashan. I want a board game knowing the answer to that question. Ah. So, what's up? Uh, I'm also bored with that fact. So Great. Moving on. Uh, So, Jenny, noticing that uh, the coffee market might be on the edge of a boom in China, uh, decided to create a coffee business that could rival the likes of Starbucks, which moved into the country in 1999. And with the funding of startup investor... Charles Liu, they created their their vision in the company Luckin Coffee, which uh, Luckin is based off a Chinese name that I cannot pronounce that is similar to Luckin. Uh, that means luck and happiness. So um, their take on the business was different from Starbucks, however, as the main focus of Luckin was their use of technology. The only way to pay at one of their stores was to download the app and pay through it using online payment methods uh, akin to Google Pay here in America. It's AliPay, AliExpress, like the Chinese Amazon, basically. They have their own. And WeChat, which is what like every other country uses to for everything, um, that has a payment service as well. So you have to use that. They don't take cash to their store. They don't take card at their store. You have to pay using the app. That's so interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of their thing. And uh, customers could also order ahead of time, just like kind of Starbucks does, or have the coffee delivered. And this was before Starbucks offered coffee delivery in China. So Luckin was the first coffee place that offered delivery. That's cool. Yeah. And delivery was also only handled through the Luckin app and not through the Chinese third-party restaurant delivery apps like uh, Grubhub and Uber Eats. They have different ones. but Right. Everything in China is different. Yeah. They don't have any of the... Um Nothing's the same. Well, except for Starbucks. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I mean, like their tech. I mean, their technology stuff is different. Yeah, because they all use uh oh, got WhatsApp. Like mm-hmm. WhatsApp incorporate. We've talked about this before. WhatsApp incorporates like everything mm-hmm. in every other country. Like you mm-hmm. go to WhatsApp not only to talk to your friends and family through a messaging service, but to get food delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, all of it is through there. So, uh, yeah. like. Like Zoom, like they have one yeah, of those, but it's through WhatsApp. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, they claimed the reason that they only accepted payment through the app is so they could track data that was then utilized by AI to pick new spots for new stores, set pricing, and better help inventory and supply chain predictions. So basically, they're, I feel like that's not the reason. There's an electronic footprint for everything they do that supposedly helps AI in these areas. Yeah, they probably just want to like steal your info, but. Who doesn't want to steal your info? Everyone wants to steal my info. I'm about to say, if you want to learn more about how data is very important and uh, the most valuable resource right now, you can check out our Cambridge Analytica um, oh, yeah. episode where we talk a lot about uh, data privacy rights and stuff like that. That's right. We yeah. did that episode. We did. We've done so many. We for, Nana oh, especially uh, forgets them. Yeah. 
Yeah. There was, a, there was this one day I was like looking at, I was researching topics that we could do for this season. And I was like, I don't remember if we've done this. <laughs> did you have to like go look at our episodes yeah. and scroll through to see yeah. did, did we, have we done it? No, I don't remember what it even was, oh, but I was like that. So, we might've done that. That would have been so funny if you're like, oh yeah, no, now I remember that. We did it like a year ago. Uh, so Luckin, they're using uh, all of this online ordering and technology, supposedly for AI, whatever. That's their business model that sets them apart from Starbucks. Um, but they quickly started to grow the chain from just one shop in Beijing to thousands with over $200 million raised from investors because this was a popular startup investor in Charles Liu and someone who had already been an executive in Jenny um, Kian. So people, they had the capital and the connections and means to be able to do this. They also used the capital to create an extremely aggressive marketing plan, uh, blowing their load on advertising, coupons, and giveaways. That was me blowing my load. Smacked the mic in that, with that masturbation joke. My dick's just so big. I don't know if you're familiar with a coffee chain called Dutch Bros, Nina. Do you know what Dutch Bros is? Nope. So uh, I bet it's I bet two Dutch Bros made it though. I don't know. Maybe they they they're like coffee shops look like windmills. So I don't Aww, know. Oh, cute! I want to go. Well, they have been recently growing on the West Coast. Uh, one opened in my college town, and the whole first day of business, when they open a new location, they give out free drinks all day. Oh, Anyone who shows up yeah. gets a free drink the whole first day of business, the Hell whole opening day. Yes. Um, it got me to go, and there was a huge line. So everyone showed up, and Dutch Bros to this day is my favorite coffee place to go to. Is it good? Yeah, dude. It's really good. They make these like frozen-flavored energy drinks, too. They're like blended energy drinks. They're fucking dope. Their coffees are great. They have a, they have a coconut mocha called a Kokomo. That sounds so good. The, it's, it's really good. Um, Kokomo. And, but the only bad thing is that like the person at the window, like it's policy that they can't stop talking to you. So when you pull up to the window, they have to be super friendly. They're like, oh my God, hey, how's it going? What are the plans for today while they're waiting for your coffee? They have to talk to you the whole time. No. And it sucks. That part, I wish I could be like, can I opt out? Yeah. Can you, can I, you just you close don't the need window? To know, what if like I just got divorced today? I'm sure that they actually What if get you to talking to me is my 13th reason? I'm sure that they get people to pull up. They're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like. Only cry. Fucking bad, man. It's fucking so bad. I just, my wife fucking left me and my kids my kids hate me and all I have left in life is this fucking coffee and I just I just need it and I need to go home and I don't know what I'm gonna do and they're like that's great anyway your total's gonna be 750 because <laughs> that's exactly anyway but they, they do this whole thing where they give away coffee for free and Luckin did a similar thing where everyone's first beverage at Luckin was free the first time you went on downloaded the app you get a drink for free automatically um, past that, they also provided insane coupons uh, that you could buy on the app and use later, like buy two, get one free. So they always have the, you basically, you can buy coupons and then cash them in later for coffee. Nice. So you give them the money up front, you get the coffee later, and they do specials like online. Oh, so you don't have to get two coffees at one time to get the third one. No, it's just you can buy that for later. So now you just have oh, that coupon. Oh, fun. Um, these aggressive marketing strategies brought the average price of a cup of coffee at Luckin down to around $2.50, more than $2 lower than the $4.80 average at Starbucks at the time. And if Duncan has taught us anything, people are willing to drink worse coffee if the price is cheaper. Sorry to all of our Boston listeners right now. I am they, a devoted Dunkin' Donuts fan. I mean, here's the thing. The coffee 
It doesn't taste like a lot. It's mostly cream. It's mostly sugar. But I tell you what, it's like a dollar and fifty cents or whatever. And there's a lot of it, and it it does the job. So yep. yeah, give it to me, bro. Absolutely. Um, and Luckin's kind of the same thing. There there was an article I read where they interviewed people who had tried it, and most people were like, "It's not that good," <laughs> but they were like, "Eh, but it's cheaper." Like that was everyone who tried it. This and their rapid expansion caused the company to hemorrhage money. But they still were attracting investment intention because although they were losing cash, their yearly revenues were climbing steadily. All this attention caused the company to initiate an IPO, an initial public offering, after just two years in the business. And in May 2019, they went public at $17 a share on the NASDAQ, which gave them a market cap of just shy of $3 billion. The first time since the early 2000s tech bubble that a company achieved a valuation of this size just three years after opening. Mm. So, I mean, you could, you should kind of be wary already. Yeah. You know, if something's breaking re- valuation records, you should kind of be like, yikes. Why? Yeah. Like, if it seems too good to be true. It is. It's too good to be true. Um Anyone who invested in this IPO found their money tripled by the end of 2019 as the company reported a 400% growth in customer traffic in just the third quarter of the year. And the stock hit an all-time high of just over $50 a share, making both Kian and Lou billionaires. I think something's fishy already. These beans are rotten. What? You don't think they got four times the foot traffic in just one quarter of 2019? No, I don't. Well... With their newfound capital from the stock offering, Luckin Coffee finally achieved its ultimate goal when it opened its 4,201st location, passing Starbucks and becoming the largest coffee chain in China by store count. But you know what they say. Those who climb the highest fall the farthest. And Luckin Coffee had climbed so far and so fast that their eventual tumble would be storied enough to land them right here on this episode. In January of 2020, a short-selling company and financial fraud research organization, Muddy Waters LLC, was anonymously sent a report on Luckin Coffee. In the report that Muddy Waters would then go on to repost on Twitter, it was alleged that Luckin Coffee falsified their sales numbers to inflate revenue and keep their stock price ascending. According to the report, the sales volumes were were inflated 69%. Nice. Hell yeah. In the third quarter of 2019 and 88% in the fourth. Uh, they gathered corroborating evidence of this by using video camera footage of the store locations to check order traffic and found them to be drastically lower than what was reported by Luck and Coffee. So they literally like posted cameras in different stores and just counted the amount of people that came in and came, and then like compared that like like they did enough and then blew it up to like all of their stores to see what the average would be and it was like a lot less interesting um th- that just seems so dumb like you could get found out so easily yeah you're gonna find out they weren't super smart about this they were also found out pretty quick like well, this is like last week when brett Favre and that other guy were just like texting <laughs> like oh, we're gonna find out well that's because brett Favre, his whole head is just bone so he's he's too stupid to uh, delete text off his phone. That's true. Um, but yeah, these. I mean, they got they literally started this in like the second quarter of 2019, and they were found out at the end of 2019. So they got like eight good months in. Oh my that god, that's it. so fast. Yeah, that was it, and then it was done. Um, 
At first, though, not much credence was given to this report uh, because it was submitted anonymously, so no one really knew where it came from. It seemed well compiled, but everyone was like, well, this could just be someone. There are, like, smear campaign stuff that people put out purposely. Like, if you short a stock, uh, I mean, Shkreli did that, where he would go on to... He would go on to online forums and talk shit about companies and then short sell them to get money. Like, yeah. People do it. So most people didn't give a lot of credence to it. Um, but Luck and Coffee announced that it was going to begin an internal investigation to put the allegations to rest. However, on April 2nd, 2020, Luckin announced that its internal investigation had showed accounting irregularities on the books and that about $307 million worth of sales in 2019 were falsified. So how did they do this? All of the schemes to falsify sales were done by inflating the selling of coupons on their apps. They would have individual employees and friends of employees buy coupons on the app and then make false orders, which were never made. They did the same thing with corporate accounts that were tied to people who knew management at Luck and Coffee and over 90% of the fraudulent sales were fabricated using shell companies that were owned by relatives and friends of upper management at Luckin Coffee. The shell companies would transfer money to Luckin that uh, employees would then use to purchase coupons to make false orders, although with all three of these methods, it's still unclear whether the money was funneled back to employees, although it probably was fair to say that it was. So they were just put, so they were like making orders but never actually physically making the... Coffee. Yeah, they were um, okay. they were like getting money from friends and family to like transfer money into Luckin through the app to buy coupons, mm-hmm. and then using the coupons to place orders that were never actually fulfilled. Mm. So they were upping their order count by a lot. Oh, okay, I understand now. So, yeah, so they were showing that they were getting a lot more orders and a lot more revenue than they actually were, to the tune of sixty nine percent and eighty eight percent for the third and fourth quarter, respectively, were, like, fake sales. And they found, uh, when they did a raid of their books, they found that uh, there was one set of books that had all of the fake sales numbers and one that had all of the real ones. And then the internal audit committee at Luckin only ever had access to the falsified ones. (laughs) So they literally had two sets of books, just like how we talked with the producers, and he's like... There are two books here. One says show to the IRS and one says do not show to the IRS. That's kind of what they did. Um, and they were found out. That was found out pretty easily. Uh, on top of this, Luckin also had to fabricate its costs. Now, why would a company want to say it was paying more money than it actually was? Because they they inflated their costs. They said they were spending more money than they actually were. And, well, that's because if revenue was as high as they said they were, and they were lying about it, then they would have to explain why they still had no cash on hand given their, given their lower expenses. So if they're spending as much money as they are, but they're faking they're making all this money, why don't they have all this cash then? So they falsified invoices for services provided by vendors that didn't even do business with Luckin to begin with to explain their cash disparity. So they would like create like fake coffee invoices from like people that they didn't even do business with. You, people are going to find out about that. Surprise. You're going to get found out. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, they still don't know who submitted that report. So whoever submitted it is still anonymous. Hmm. But Muddy Waters is obviously the one who released it. So they get kind of the credit. Is that a company in China? No, that is an American short selling company. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, that being said, uh, they overstated their revenue in the second, third, and fourth quarters of 2019, all the while understating their net loss. So their net loss, even though they inflated their cost, their net loss was still smaller than what it actually was. This discovery, in addition to the decrease uh, from the COVID pandemic, caused the stock price to tumble 76% in a single day from $26.2 or $26.20 to $6.40. Oh my God. And finally, the stock was suspended from trading on April 7th after it reached an all time low of like $4 and change. Oof. So remember. That's a lot. At its peak, remember, it was $50. Yeah. And then with COVID, it had come down to $26. And then in a single day, down to six. Bruh. So they lost a lot of money. Uh, soon after, Luckin fired Jenny Kian, the CEO, and their COO as a result of their internal investigation. However, it is worth noting that both of them were never held culpable for the fraud and both got options to sell their stock before the results of the investigation were announced. Charles Liu was later removed as the chairman of the board of Luckin Coffee, and in May 2020, Luckin's shares were delisted from the NASDAQ. The next day, the company would still have its shares trading hands in the over-the-counter of the market, however. Hmm. And uh, they still sell stock to this day over-the-counter, just not listed on an exchange. Huh. I didn't know that. And honestly, when they first released this, they tried to blame it on the COO, whose name I didn't even put in here because I don't think he actually had as much to do with it as they as they said. Or they say, oh, yeah. Because he owned, by stock option, less than 1% of the company. Interesting. So why would he engineer this whole plot to drive the stock price up? Right. If he if owns less he than 1%. Only owned 1%, yeah. Whereas Charles Liu, the chairman of the board and the original investor, had 30% of the company. Oh, shit. And yeah. Jenny Kian had 20%. Yeah, that makes sense. And Charles Liu stayed on the longest. He stayed on until July of 2020 before he was finally voted to be removed from the hmm. board. But they, you know, they they got rid of the COO first, and then they got rid of Jenny, and then they got rid of Charles. Man. So he was the fall guy. So after they were gone, was he Charles in charge? What? Hey, everyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s, you just like that reference in Nina made to Charles in charge? What are you? What are you doing? You going home, you going to watch Cheers after this? Don't knock Cheers. It's a fucking great show. Stop watching old people TV. I'm kidding. They're I don't making think... new TV. Watch sexy young millennial TV like fucking no! like, uh, it makes it? Euphoria. Feel... Makes me feel bad about myself. So you like watching 80s TV instead? Yeah, they weren't as hot. Just like watching Family Matters. and Yeah, I'm like, oh, look, they look like kind of normal people. The plastic surgery is not as good. The SEC and the Chinese security regulator opened investigations into the company's conduct. And the SEC, at least, found the conduct to constitute fraud. Uh, the SEC went on to charge Luckin with fabricating untrue statements regarding revenue, expenses, and net loss. In December of 2020... Luckin reached a settlement with the SEC, including injunctions and $180 million million in monetary penalties to pay back uh, the plaintiffs in a class action lawsuit. So the shareholders got a little bit of money back. Good. But just a little. Never, It's never as much as they lose. No, never. never. I mean, here's the thing. There's a little bit of risk associated. There's a lot of bit of risk associated with investing in stocks. 
But still, when you are the victim of a company committing purposeful fraud, and that's the reason you lose your money, that's pretty fucked. You know, and the mm-hmm. fact that they're getting like a quarter of their investment back or whatever. We talked about why. this multiple times. It's fucked up. I don't invest. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't invest because I'm poor. Inflation is at an all-time high. The time to invest is now. I do have some stocks. It's all GameStop. GameStop, AMC. It's Tesla. Uh, what are other meme stocks? Oh, I mean, Tesla's a blue chip stock. What do you have? Like a third of a share? Yeah. Just share like Actually, I think it's like a tenth. $400 a share or something. Um, so Luckin then filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy, which new, new uh, bankruptcy alert. We've only talked about uh, Chapter 9 and Chapter 11 bankruptcy. This is Chapter 15. Why aren't you excited? We're talking about a new kind of bankruptcy. Is no one ex- am I the only one excited right now? Yeah, because I didn't know we didn't talk about it. Yeah, uh, we only only the other two because Chapter 15 is reserved for companies that are international. Chapter 15. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> it's only reserved for companies uh, that are going insolvent across the national borders. Oh. So it let- okay, that is pretty cool. It lets you. It lets you. Um, like consolidate with the courts in America so that it gives away for the courts in whatever country you're based out of and the country that you work in here in America to consolidate together on a bankruptcy restructuring plan. Huh. So they restructured their debt. It's not the liquidation bankruptcy where your business just fucking closes. They were like, okay, we're going to restructure. Um, and believe it or not, the company under new management still has over 1,500 locations and its stock price, although still delisted from the NASDAQ, is going for around $16 a share, almost back to its initial public offering price. That's interesting. If you bought the stock when it was $4, you would have quadrupled your money if you were like, yeah, this coffee, this Chinese coffee company is going to make it. Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't think a lot of people did that. Probably not. But they could have. They could have. Um, could have, would have, should have. And at this point, I do want to mention the auditing firm, the the external auditor that handled Luckin for the first three quarters of 2019 was our old friend Ernst & Young, who seems to have a reputation of auditing companies with accounting scandals because they were also wire cards auditor. We talk about them a lot. And we mentioned them another time, and I straight up, I looked through all of our all of our episode outlines, and I couldn't find which one it was. I feel like we've talked about them a lot. We've talked about them multiple times. So if you remember, please let us know, because obviously we've forgotten it this time. I knew Wirecard, and I know there's another one, and I could not find it. But they're starting to get... They're they're like the new Arthur Anderson, because Arthur Anderson was the one that did waste management, and then eventually shut down because of Enron when they shredded all their documents and, oh, that's right. <laughs> and obstructed justice. I feel like Ernst & Young is the new Arthur Anderson. They have a lot of shady history um, with companies. And although they didn't end up auditing Luckin's uh, whole year of 2019 because they cited conflicts of interest and therefore dropped uh, the company... Uh, they still released a letter to investment banks saying that they were confident in the revenue numbers of the company for 2019, basically giving them like the seal of approval. Uh, and it seems like they knew what was up, though, because they because you don't just like drop a company that you're auditing for no reason. So, you know, and I guess they did admit later that they found um, inflated numbers in uh, 
the second and third quarter of 2019 that they reported to the board. But then they decided not to go through with the whole audit because I guess they didn't want to put their name on. They didn't want to make an unqualified audit on them. I don't know. Huh. But they dropped them. Interesting. Um, and the this letter of confidence that they put out and the inflated revenue numbers led Luck into securing additional stock offering and a bond issuance that together totaled close to $1 billion of capital for the company in January 2020, right before the shit hit the fan. So they got an extra $1 billion worth of money that they got to keep because they did. I mean, and the the bond was like tagged because they're, the bonds were selling for like 10 cents on the dollar or something. So whoever bought those bonds, like, honestly, honestly though, they're still, I mean, they're still around. So they probably made, if you bought those bonds for 10 yeah. cents on the dollar, it was probably a good investment at this point, but it really looked like they were going to completely go under at the time. And this is part of, this is part of the reason that like, um, people don't want to invest in Chinese companies. Yeah. This and, uh, in 2020, Donald Trump uh, signed into law this, like, it's called, like, the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act or something that basically when a company outside of America wants to trade on an American exchange, they have to submit to an American external audit before they get listed, which is something that hasn't happened, and they have to, like, um, so if, and China has not come to an agreement about how to do it with America. So if they don't do that by 2023, um, they're at risk of every single Chinese company that's listed on a public exchange in America getting delisted. So they won't trade any companies that don't, that don't agree to this. So it's the individual company that has to agree to it. Yeah, but uh, it's also the government that because the government remember that the I feel government like that's invi- a really bad idea if they don't do it. Why? Why did he do that? Be, uh, there was was there a real reason or was he just being yeah, himself? There, there was a um, there was a company that like really screwed over people. I can't remember what it was. I saw it. I saw it just briefly in a video. I don't even have it in the outline. I just mentioned it here. Um, but but a foreign company really like screwed over its investors or something. Okay. And that's kind of what prompted it. It might have actually even been luck and coffee that, that kind of uh-huh. sparked it because it was okay. in the same year or the year afterwards. I feel like three years isn't a very long time for them to get their shit together. No, probably not, but hmm. they'll probably get it together though, because they kind of have to, Yeah, but it's really involved with the government there just because the government and corporations are kind of the same thing in China. Like the, the state owned the people also people can't invest in the stock market in China. I didn't know that. Yeah, you people can't invest in the stock market. Um, the only thing you can invest in is like real estate to developing real estate in China. That's the only like way a normal person can invest. Why you can't even? I learned this the other day. I saw. I don't remember what podcast it was, but I saw a clip from a podcast where someone was talking. You can't even buy a house in China if you spend the money on a house. You're leasing it from the government for 99 years. And then after 99 years, the government gets your house back. You can never buy a home. The government owns everything. Damn. And if you spend the money to buy a home, it's still owned by the government. You're just leasing it. You own the rights to live in the building for 99 years. That's whack. So. How do the taxes work? 
I don't know. I was like, I don't know the in-depths on all of China's economy, but the their companies also have a history of being kind of corrupt and stuff, too. So Interesting. Yeah. It's probably because they're, like, forcing all their workers to, like, build suicide nets for each other, like what we talked about oh, in, God, in Foxconn. Fox that was a good episode. Go listen to it. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, this is our third episode on a Chinese company now because we've done... We've done Foxconn. Fox we've done uh, now Luck and Coffee, and we did Evergrande. Oh, that was a good. Which Evergrande is still crazy. That's still happening. Um, so we'll update you if anything else. They defaulted. I don't know. They did. The, yeah. Uh, the they haven't like gone under yet, but, but it's not looking good for them. Oh, uh, that was gonna like collapse the world economy. Yeah, it's very scary. Um, I don't want to live here anymore. Well, it's. Better living here than in China, I guess. I'm on Earth. Oh, so Mars soon. You got that Tesla stock, though the one tenth of a Tesla stock. Maybe Elon Musk will take you. Um, so once again, we prove why we do this podcast. Not one executive or employee was ever held legally responsible for the accounting fraud that they developed and put into action. The company lost valuation and paid money back to shareholders, but at a fraction of the amount that they stole. On top of all that, Luckin still gets to operate as one of the largest coffee chains in China. I think they're still second. Um, what the fuck? They're still second to Starbucks. Starbucks now is up to 6,000 locations. They're at 1,500. So they are they might become an also-ran later, but who knows? Um, it doesn't matter the country. Greed is universal amongst people. The rich get richer, and wealth inequality is seen as a trivial matter. I'm... Sticking to Dutch bros until their accounting scandal falsifying their wooden clogs as assets is finally unveiled. Thank you for listening. Eat the rich. Yes. Oh, what's your favorite cup of coffee? Like, if you're going, like, what's your order? What? If you're going to go order a drink of coffee, what kind of coffee are you getting? I'm boring right now because I've, like been eating healthy he has i baked cookies and tried to bring him some and he said and i said no no no, sugar my body's a temple sugar doesn't enter it only weed (laughs) and tilapia and tilapia swai please swai which is even worse Um, i've never had swai i had swai flu i'm just kidding i never had it the fish flu yeah um no, so what I get normally is I get like a like a sugar free vanilla latte with almond milk. Yeah. Right. What about you? You get like a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino that has like seventeen thousand calories in it. No, uh, lately I've been sticking to a oat milk latte with sugar. Oh, it's not bad. Oat milk has a lot more calories than almond milk, but you can't. Have I don't almond care milk because it makes your tongue itchy. Yeah, it makes my throat feel weird. Just like your mom. What's up, bro? Oh, Oh, hey, yo. My mom's also allergic to almonds, so. Hey, runs in the family. The nut doesn't fall far from the nut bush, whatever they grow on. I don't know. Uh, Don't they churro on a tree? (laughs) I don't know. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Slash watching. Uh, We're still back. We're still doing videos. Uh, Spotify, YouTube, if you want to see them. Um, And video editing, I got to tell you, it's a lot harder. It takes a lot more time. So please... Uh, support the show. So please watch it. Support us by liking, sharing, rating. Uh, you can rate us on Spotify where these videos are posted. Um, if you use Spotify 
or uh, you can give us a review and a rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Please. <coughs> Um, you can also support us uh, with money by buying our merch. Uh, that's tpublic.com. You can get the link at whitecollarsredhands.com. Click the little link uh, button up top. It says, check out our merch. That'll take you straight to the page. Uh, we get a split of the profits. It helps um, you know, reimburse me for the hours I spend putting into to editing and the hours that Nina spends uh, listening to me talk about accounting scandals. Um, yep. You can also support us by submitting episodes. Actually, our season finale, we've gotten multiple um, episode responses about we murders have. to do. We have. We just got another person um, that submitted one through our website, which is another ah. way to contact us. There's a contact us area on our website. Go straight to our email, um, and you can send us a message through there. And we got a bunch of really... Uh, cool suggestions from that person that I got to go over with Nina. So this this season finale, I think we can definitively say will be our first fan submitted murder episode, which is really cool. That's exciting. Yeah. So thank you guys. Um, I feel like I miss. Oh, you can check our social. I forgot our socials. Plug oh, the socials. How guys. could you forget? Uh, that's facebook.com slash <coughs> damn white collars, red hands, uh, Twitter at white collars pod, Instagram at white collars underscore red hands. Uh, you can watch these videos once again on YouTube at Entertainment Buffet. You can find the links to those on our Facebook page. So you can go check it out there or just search white collars red hands. We're the only thing that comes up because we're the only white collars red hands. So thank you guys for listening slash watching again. And uh, we'll see you next week on another episode of white collars red, red hands. hands.